Hello, this is Brian Foster, and I'm coming to you on a Sunday, June 20th, 2021. I hope everyone is well today. I live stream, hopefully, every Sunday and Tuesdays. And today, we are talking about evolution in two worlds. We've been going through this for quite a few weeks. It's a very detailed book about the evolution of the of the physical human in the spirit world uh, and the physical world how the how our our soul and our spirit evolves in order to control higher and higher organisms and so eventually we can our spirit through the paraspirit can control a human body with which is what we are this is like we are a diving suit our human body is just a temporary covering that has been created by our, as they do. And let me show you this, because I want to make sure we understand. So everything is controlled by our paraspirit. So this, this, this temporary physical body is just, you know, is, I hate to say this, it's not as important as you think it is, right? It's, it's um, you're going to live here, what, for 60, 80 years, maybe less, maybe more, and you're an immortal soul, it's not that important. It, it, I mean, look, I understand. It's important to us here on Earth in this moment because this is really we look at ourselves. We're visual. Everything is important to us. But if you kind of once you understand spirit, spiritism, and you know that you are alive, what you forever, right? You don't die. You look how you want to look. You never you never age. Time is there's no time in the spirit world. You never decay. So. Whatever you are in your physical body, don't worry about it. It will pass. Now, let's go on to our chapter. This is called The Soul and Reincarnation. So after death is the subject. Right after phys physical death, the guilty soul goes through the detailed process of purgation. The more the soul exteriorizes the pain of repentance the more productive the process of purgation is. Only after the process is complete can the soul ascend to the spheres of solace and re-education. So what do you mean by that, by that paragraph? Purgation? Well, this is what happens that you, you when you read about near-death experiences, NDEs, they always seem to have like this, this meeting. They go over your life, they, they see what you did right, you did wrong. Now, that happens to people that go to heaven. They calmly discuss what you did right, what you did wrong in your life, and what you could do better. But it's all a very collegial atmosphere. There's no finger pointing. And in fact, you, most of the time, you go, oh, I can't believe I did it. They go, oh, don't worry about it, right? It's there to make you feel better. It's, it's, it's a learning experience for you. It's not, a, it's not anything other than that. Now, for those people who do not go to one of the levels of heaven, after they pass on, this is what he means, the process of permutation. They go into the lower zone, which is from the low level of heaven to the, to the crust of the earth. And then are, if you actually even a more primitive person that's done more things wrong on purpose, you go to the dark abyss, which, you know, which in Christian theology, people call hell, but it's not really hell because there's no, there's no eternal punishment. It's more of a purgatory. And, so when you go to this, you stay there until you 
understand what you did and you start saying, you know, I need to do better than this. I, I don't like the people around me. I don't like the way they treat me. And I don't, I'm tired of treating other people as rotten as they treat me. And then the spirit world will seek you out and help you up. And then, but they, they also say the more the soul exteriorizes the pain of repentance, the more productive the process of permutation is. So when they say exteriorize is, is you look, you look how you are in the spirit world. You cannot, you cannot escape that, right? A, a higher spirit can come down into these lower, lower zones and purgatory, and you look as kind of as rotten and misshapen as you really are. You may think you look good, you and your friends down there, but you don't, and to other people, uh, you don't. So, the more you can get rid of that, you go, you know, I've done that, and I, and you think about it, and then you, and and the souls on the lower levels will say. As you try to rise up and you try, try to walk up through the lower levels and go towards the lower level of, of heaven, it becomes very painful because it's you're kind of you're burning off what you, your wrongs were. And even the lower spirits will say, well, you know, you're an idiot to try to get up to the to heaven because it's going to hurt. And and yes, it will hurt because it's it's not physical hurt, it's mental hurt of, of the pain of repentance, as, as it said in, in this sentence. And um, so whatever you do, don't think for a moment that even people who you think are psychopaths, they don't have a conscience. It's a divine law. It's in them. Now, they're experts at ignoring it, and they're probably immature or primitive spirits who don't really know how to listen to it very well. But it's there, and it will take effect. So just be prepared to understand that. Okay. Let's carry on. If the disease experienced in the somatic body was long and difficult, blessed purification will have taken place for the soul by means of opportunity for self-examination, during which afflictions born with patience change its sensations and recast its ideas. Meaning you've had a lot of trials and tribulations in your life and you've learned from them. And the opportunity for self-examination, that's what everyone should take. When something bad happens to you or someone betrays you or your significant other is like horrible, then the main thing is don't blame that person. Just, okay, just say, God bless you, you're out of my life. Think about what they did to you and how you would never want to do that to anybody else. Forgive them because they were this, they were this there. They were a a stimuli given to you for the purpose of your education, of your edification, to tell you, hey, by the way, in the past life, this is what you did to somebody else. How does that feel? That's what you're supposed to learn. And this is this is the answer I give to people of when they go, well, how do I know what I did? How can I how do I know to improve? Because I don't know what I did wrong in my past life. You don't need to know. If you want to know what you did wrong in your past life, analyze your trials and tribulation in this life. And what people have done to you is what you have done wrong in your previous life. Not exactly, but generally so. That's how you know what you've done wrong in your past life. I remember I taught this one guy, and he said he had a, a past life regression. And he was a lot of times he was like a... a an American Indian, and he saw parts of visions where he'd, he'd go, you know, 
they were being attacked and he would, you know, be in a battle scene, he'd be shot by an arrow. Another time he was, a, he was a, a woman and he had a baby and he was, you know, trying to cross over a creek to get away. And of course, then he was shot and killed. He goes, I, I just kept seeing myself killed all the time. And, and I go, well, I said, well, you know why you saw that? He goes, no, why? He goes, because you probably, you, you probably weren't given the gift of visions when you killed somebody, but you're given the gift of visions of payback. So know that in previous lives, you, you had a lot of violence and, and gave out. And now you know in your past life you've been paying for it. It's, you know, it could be difficult. And, you know, I've seen the same thing. Now, I haven't had a, a past life, uh, you, know, uh, you know, what they were called, obsession. But I've had, I've had in medium meetings and mediums tell me about my past lives. And I have done really bad things. And in fact, one, one time I was in this, um, in this healing center and Chico Montero, who's since passed, actually it was this year, what a wonderful guy. And he's, he's told me he's known me before. And he know me, we were both uh, in Germany. And then like the last time I saw him before he died, he looked at me, smiled, and he hit me on the shoulder and he goes, you killed a lot of people. I go, oh, I thought, oh my heavens! I, you know, I hope this wasn't. I hope this wasn't recent, because I have a lot to pay for. So I mean, that's why you know. Look, if you have a past life regression, don't expect to see yourself as Prince Valiant or Mother Teresa. You're gonna most probably see yourself doing things that were pretty mundane, or not so good. God bless you if, 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 if I'm wrong about you. But that's why, you know, just know, it's, I'm sure it's important to you, but it's not important in the long run. Just learn from your trials and tribulations. You will, you will figure out what you've done wrong in the past. Okay. Um, let me carry on. On the other hand, if this natural process was not possible in the physical realm, the soul's remorse will increase after the grave. Stored in the conscience, it emerges in its entirety through reflection, renewing the images with which it was fixated in the soul itself. So you're not going to be able to escape these things you did wrong. They're going to replay, and if you and if you um, try to ignore them while you were alive, physically alive, and you go down into the lower zone or the dark abyss purgatory, these things will replay, and if they're traumatic enough. You will start turning to this ovoid, which you even lose your paraspiritual body. You're just going to play this loop of something horrible you did. Uh, it won't be good, and you'll you'll lose thousands and thousands of years in this. So you don't want to do this. I'll carry on. Go to by repentance. Criminals who did not fully pay off their debts form around themselves the degrading scenes in which they ruin their inner lives, nourishing them with their own disordered thoughts. Shackled to the pillory of obsessive memories, slanderers who destroyed the happiness of others, live dreadful nightmares watching over and over again their victims suffering on the screen of their memory as they recall the day they pushed them into the abyss of anguish. So, this is why Jesus said, be nice to everybody. He also said, why forgive seven times seventy. Don't 
Don't replay these things in your mind over and over again. This is not what you want. Forgive everybody. Everyone is just a, a soul in progress. We're just a spirit in progress. We're like kindergartners that will steal a toy from, from someone because we wanted it, not thinking about that other person because we're not civilized yet, right? Parents have to say, nah, we can't do that. And if we do it again, we, okay, stand in the corner. Of course, that kindergartner will cry or, you know, four-year-old or whatever and think you are the worst person on earth to be so terrible to them. It's the same way we are on earth. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened to me. Well, it's happened for a reason because you needed to learn a lesson. So, if you want a better life, next life, and of course everybody does, don't do bad things. Don't do things that are go against your conscience. Learn to follow your conscience. Learn to use that conscience to filter out stupid ideas because there's going to be plenty of primitive spirits around you and thought process from other people around you, kind of like in uh, middle school or junior high, wherever you went to, where, you know, 13, 14, 14 year olds all have the best ideas, not, right? Um, so you learn to say, eh, I don't think I'll jump off that that bridge, right? I think it's a little dangerous. And of course, these are the ideas they have. So start using, following your own conscience. Don't be afraid to not follow the group. Okay, I'll keep reading. In the fabric of their soul, tyrants fill the blows with which they struck others, and addicts of all sorts, such as alcoholics and drug users, experience torturous insatiability. This also is the case among the sexually imbalanced, who accumulated the magnetic charges of their misused instinct in their psychosomatic organization, resulting in complete mental alienation. Thus, for a time, that corresponds to the necessities of readjustment. Victims of remorse suffer lengthy internments in zones compatible with their spiritual state. So, there's a kind of, there's a kind of purgatory, you know, you call it hell, it's not eternal, where you go. It's not for punishment, it's for you to work out everything you did wrong, understand, understand the enormity of what you did wrong, and understand how you're going to have to change. That's why it's there. Now, when we come, as we're doing now, we're just starting from a planet of atonement to a planet of regeneration, those areas, the lower zone and the dark abyss, the purgatory, right, will not be on the earth. We won't be influenced by immature and ignorant spirits. Those will go away. We won't have that. Now, this will take a while to happen. So we, but this is why it's going to be called a planet of generation. We'll be more calm. We're not going to have these kind of immature, uh, bad ideas <coughs> come and affect us. We're going to work on ourselves in a more stress, stress-free uh, time. Okay, the concept of hell. Oh, before I forget, this is why us going from a planet of atonement to planet of regeneration. Or it's a lot of Christian groups like this next, this new era, right? This new era of spiritual awakeness and other spirituality groups. They call it different names, so it's really a whole new era of people awakening to the spirit world. That's why it's being fought so much by the by the powers of darkness, because they know eh, you're going to be out, right? This is this is the apocalypse. This is the apocalypse not played on a dimension that we can see, we're not going to see the apocalypse. It will just 
be this gradual evolution, but there will be an apocalypse, right? You'll be in, in the spirit world. Now, it's not going to happen right now. We're just starting the process to get there. But eventually, the immature spirits who refuse to look up to the light will be, will be sent off, you know, to the chaff from the wheat, right? Wheat is just, they'll be sent, they're, they're gone to other places. That won't be nice. But that's what, you know, it's all going to be for the education, not to punish. Okay, let me, uh, next is the concept of hell. From this point of view, the hell of the various religions really do exist, but as a controlling agent for moral balance in the realms of the spirit, just as penitentiaries and hospitals on earth function as retorts for recovery and assistance. Beyond the grave, however, the purifying location itself holds the agents of repression and healing because there, hardened consciousness congregate with infirm consciousness in communion that is painful but necessary, where evil is confronted by evil itself, so that by the discarnate spirit seeking itself reflected in others who are like it, it itself abates the destructive behavior that is consuming it. This is how still perverse intelligences are transformed into re-educational instruments for those who, due to the pain of repentance, have begun to wake up to pursue their renewal. Therefore, hell in the spiritual climate of the various nations of the planet can be seen as a vast prison hospital where all the illnesses cataloged in common pathology can be diagnosed in addition to many others that are still unknown to humankind and which are not actually caused or sustained by micro, microbial uh, fauna in the physical environment, but caused by profound dysfunctions in the spiritual body and often nourished by thought forms and tormented imbalance, thought forms classified as mental larvae with an extreme corrosive and hallucinatory power despite their, despite their fleeting duration are in the framework of unfortunate ideas recapitulated over a vast period of time. So let me show you, this is how this works. So let me show you um, this karma. Where do I have it? Oh, other way. Okay. So, if you look just as on the physical planet, and we talk about our physical lives, let's look at that just for a second, but I'm going to get to the spiritual part. Your previous life is recorded, everything you need to, every thought, everything. And then, so, the results from your previous life decide and determine what's going to happen in your life you're living right now. So everything you're doing now is a result of your previous life and maybe some lives before that if you never learned those lessons in your previous life. Then, of course, your future life is the result of your current life. Now, what is being said in this book is that you will, you will, if you've not resolved these things in your physical life, because your physical life is the best place to change your character and your attitude, you're going to have to work within the lower zones and the dark abyss, what they call purgatory or hell. You're going to have to keep working on these things because you didn't work on them enough in the physical plane 
where you are now, listening to this YouTube video. And therefore, you're going to have to keep going, right? You're not going to graduate to heaven because you haven't, you haven't fixed, you haven't or removed or modified, whatever you want to say, these primitive emotions, which you let guide your life, selfishness, pride, thirst for revenge. You hurt other people because you wanted to, right? You wanted to because they deserved it or because you wanted something and you didn't care who you hurt. Well, if you did that, then you're going to a, a not a nice place. And then, if then in the spirit world, which is it's harder to, to um, transform yourself, it's possible, it just takes longer, is what, what they say. Then you have to transform yourself into these lower zones that are not nice places. Let me read this next section the seeds of destiny. In these places of rectifying sufferings, the indebted spirit rids itself of its burden, cleansing itself of the most degrading elements. However, as soon as the first signs of positive renewal for the good appears, it perceives the assistance from the higher realms, which through countless agents support the work of divine life in places where ignorance and cruelty roam about in the darkness. So you're in these places, and like on Tuesday nights I've been talking about, you know this purgatory and how how real it is and you can look at that and on my um look through the playlist and it will it will go through playlists where i go through these other books and you know it's not a nice place and you you finally find out that i don't want to be with all these cruel and ignorant people i want i want to go higher and of course and then as soon as it hears these thoughts from you they will send people to help you out carry on like a patient who has been moved to another ward due to encouraging signs of convalescence, the debtor spirit enjoys enough serenity to evaluate the debts it assumed during its most recent incarnation. It weighs the wrongs and suffering it caused and still accuses itself because it cannot forgive itself for wasting the opportunities it received in the world regarding its elevation and enlightenment. So, um, that is, uh, so you're your own worst judge. Now, I have a question. Let me show you. So the question is, do you have an email for contact? So what I would say is I don't like to publicly put my email out there because it gets grabbed by all these email things. So if you can go to my website, um, my blog, I should say, nwspiritism.com. I'll put it right here. And there's a about me section on the right hand navigation and then put in your your uh, send me a message and put in your email and then I'll send you my email and you'll have I'll send you an answer back. You'll have my email. And then if you ever want to get a hold of me, we can arrange to talk by uh, WhatsApp or Skype. So for anybody out there, you're always welcome. I'm all, I talk to quite a few people. What happens is they send me an email. We email back and forth sometimes and they want to talk. I'll send them, uh, we'll make an appointment, whatever time zone we are, we'll find a, a, an hour for us. And then uh, either through WhatsApp or Skype, I have both um, right now, and uh, we can talk. So I hope that, I hope that helps. Okay, let me go back. Uh, let me carry on. Now, where was it? Yes. So it was in 
like a patient that's been moved to another ward. It weighs the wrongs and sufferings it caused and still accuses itself because it cannot forgive itself. So your conscience is stronger than you think. That's why you, you, you want to resolve all of these things before you, you leave this stage. Much better. I wish I'd known this much earlier in life. Because I did a lot of things that I, you know, I regret. Quite often, the spirit attends illustrious schools in the spirit world to acquire higher notions about life, advance its learning, perfect its impulses, and carry out valuable activities, thus increasing its credits. Even, however, even when its victims have already overcome the results of their injuries. Let me stop there just for a second. Um, they say quite often, the spirit attends illustrious schools in the spirit world to acquire higher notions about life. So, the important, one of the important things about learning about the spirit world and what you're doing is to really listen to your dreams and write down your dreams. And I had for like the last couple of years, in fact, about a couple of years ago, I was having a lot of dreams like I was in some sort of college campus and I would go to some lecture. I didn't understand a thing, right? And then I just like wander around and then it's kind of stopped for a while. And then lately again, I've been having these things again, like I'm, I'm going from class to class. I just know I'm in class and I see this weird writing material. I go, what is, that's a weird pen. And it's just so mundane. It's like, you know, what kind of dream is this? And I've had mediums tell me, well, that's because you're, you're learning in the spirit world. You know, you don't really understand your mind can't, your physical mind, your spirit mind can fully understand. Right? Your spirit mind's a lot smarter than what's in, what's in this head. Can't fully understand what you're what you're learning, but you will um, you, you'll get that. So if you have these mundane dreams, like you're in class, you know, and you're just kind of seeing people around you, and maybe you're walking between, or you're on some, some sort of college campus, you're probably going to some sort of uh, class in the spirit world. So that's how I wanted to throw that out. Okay. Uh, However, I'll carry on. Even when his victims already overcome the result, okay, I did that. In such cases, the choice of trials is more than appropriate because due to this initial cleansings in the rectifying regions, and also due to the credits it has earned from it, the endeavors it embraced in the extra physical sphere, the spirit merits preparatory assistance for the new task ahead of it, so that all factors may align in order for the spirit to re-encounter the creditors are circumstances by which he by which it will redeem itself before the law. Okay, next section is special in reincarnations. Nevertheless, reincarnations often occur without having consulted those who need to experience certain struggles on the physical plane. Such measures are comparable to, the, to those used with sick persons and criminals who, due to their condition or conduct, have temporarily lost the ability to choose what is best for them while their infirmity or prison sentence lasts. And so what I tell everybody, if you want control of your next life, you have to earn it. You have to go in some level, either like in a special place within the lower zone, which in your outpost with uh, he heavenly spirits helping you learn something or in heaven itself, then you'll be able to talk with other spirits and help plan out your next life. But if you're down in the dark abyss in purgatory, you don't have much say. They're, they're going to put you where it's best for you. Now, 
and this is important too. Now, especially in this time where we're seeing a lot of evil influence, right? And a lot of people, they you know, they have the Satan worship, and they people say that well, Satan is as powerful as God, and, and no, no one in the lower zone, no demons, and there's no such thing as devil as the devil in the spirit uh, spiritism sense. But there are there are spirits who have been there for thousands of years and aren't, aren't nice people. And they want to slow down the progress of Earth, right? They they have nothing to do with the reincarnation. They're they're just there just to to put us through this 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 um, basic training of going through the going through the obstacle course. They're just there to show us to firm up our ability to use our conscience to filter out stupid ideas. That's their job, and they're doing a good job of it, right? And uh, so, but understand that the big power, they have nothing. A high spirit against all of purgatory, nothing. Uh, uh, these low spirits, they have no power. It's like, it's like an adult against a six-year-old. Uh, there's no contest. So remember that. Now, they can do things. They can use other in primitive and uninformed spirits. To influence other people who don't listen to their conscience to do this or that and help that person who thinks they're a Satan worshiper. But um, this it's a temporary thing. You might enjoy a little bit of luxury and you know get your desires for one life. What, what is that in the scheme of things when you really want to rise up in the spiritual hierarchy? It's nothing. In fact, it's it's making you regress instead of progress. Okay, our progress. Okay, these these are the special circumstances where the individual is born with a partially impaired brain or with congenital deformities, with those who owe him or her selflessness and caring. Unable to choose the pathway of readjustment because of their mental disorder or suffering, these spirits are sent into the physical jail cell as patients, quarantined to undergo specific assistance. Thus, we see them reappearing in wealthy or impoverished homes, at times breaking to a certain extent, the rules that govern heredity and representing glorious exceptions to the normal path. And unfortunately, this happens even to people who have committed suicide where they, they hurt some, some part of their paraspiritual body. And, they have to, and that is also another way of it gets damaged and they have to repair it in one lives. So try to tell everybody, please don't commit suicide. Now, there's always exceptions. Um, when someone has been driven to it by really bad people, uh, then they'll try and help you through that. Okay, next section. Reincarnation and evolution. It is important to remember, however, that reincarnation is not a mere regenerative principle. Natural evolution finds firm support in it. Individuals who excel in goodness are often in need of ennobling knowledge, whereas many who have a great intellect have little virtue, right? It all depends on your balance, right? Some spirits are really smart, but, uh, you know, morally, they're not, right? They're not advanced. And then the other opposite, some are people are very emotionally, but intellectually, they're not advanced. Just everyone eventually has to go through so many lives to, to, to get a balance. I'll carry on. Countless others do possess invaluable qualities in the realms of the heart and mind. 
But after a long stay on the extra-physical plane, they are eager for renewing pro progress because they are unable to ascend higher. Thus, they renounce the peacefulness they have been enjoying with their kindred groups. It is the, in the effervescent cauldron of the flesh that they will once again be able to analyze their imperfection, test their strength in the harsh experiences of human life, and obtain a greater opportunity for correction and transformation. So there's people that say, I need to work on this. And I can't tell how many people I've talked to that, you know, are so talented, but there's some, there's something holding them back. And this is done because they use their talent for not how they wanted to use their talent before, and it didn't help them spiritually. So most probably they worked with the, uh, the counselors in heaven and said, okay, you know, if I was like this great singer and I came back to earth again and I still had that that talent, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I've become a great singer, wealthy, but then I wouldn't grow as a person. I'd still be the, the same, not nice person to other people, and I wouldn't grow spiritually. So there's something that's going to stop them from doing that, right? Toulouse-Lautrec, a great painter. Well, they, they made him a little bit deformed, right? Remember his legs, because his, his, I think his parents were first cousins. But again, he's, even then he still became a great painter because he was just probably so smart. But so some people can even go beyond that, but they'll do that. They'll, they'll give them imperfections. So the, the, the imperfections there for a reason. I talked to this one guy and he says, you know, he's kind of really socially just a little bit autistic, I think he said, and he just, you know, can't get relationships. And so he's been looking at spiritism. He's been looking at all these things. And I said, look, you know, he was really a good looking guy. I said, look, if you were socially really, you know, competent and with your looks, because would you be studying spiritism? Would you, would you increase your spirituality? And he goes, probably not. I go, there's your answer. That's why you, that's why you've been limited. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of cases of ADHD, of, of people having things where they can't concentrate as much as they want. Well, I'll, you know, I'll bet you that a lot of these cases, these guys were were so smart, and they used their intellect to get whatever they wanted, and very efficiently, right? But they're probably, they probably, you know, were not bad people, but they were just too smart and went what they wanted too cruelly. They probably didn't mean to do things, but then they didn't grow where they needed to grow. And they're, okay, they're going to have this little this little imperfection. Not to them, it's not a little imperfection. I don't want to apply that. It's a big imperfection for people who are suffering from that. But it's there for a reason. And it's there for you to kind of go through this in this physical, temporary physical body, because it wants you to concentrate on other things. So think about that. Okay, I'm carry on. This does not mean that the discarnate consciousness cannot find the possibilities for growth in the spirit world cities that gravitate around the earth. Now let me just talk about that sentence. Just like uh, there's a great book, No Solar. It's also called uh, a No Solar the movie. You can also look uh, Astral City. And there's the cities, there are astral cities, celestial cities above the major cities around the world where when people die, they go up to those cities. 
in, in heaven if that's where they're going to go. And so you, you can also study there. There's universities. I have it a lot in my book. Um, let me get that book here. Put this one down. Spirits and Spirit Universe, where they talk about spiritual cities. It's, they're all there. I mean, it, you know, if you think you're going to go to heaven and play the harp and uh, rest all the time, of course, not in the spirits book, they say, if that was the case, it would be hell, because you'd be bored with that. No, you go there, you're educated, you have work to do. And I talk about exactly what he's saying, that there's in the spiritual cities, there's learning, there's studies. In fact, I was talking about dreams. And it's all there in my book, Spirit and the Spirit Universe. You go there, and each level of heaven has groups of cities, and you go into one course of study. You go to different cities within that level. You go to the higher and higher universities, let's say, call them. And then when you graduate, now there's not like a, a time, not like summer and fall semesters. No. You, you work, you do tasks, you come to earth, you do things. And then you, you, you have to have intellectual knowledge, and you also have to up your emotional and your spiritual IQ, calm, loving, you know, have that love in your heart. You have, to, you have to be balanced, and then you are raised up another level and go higher and higher. It goes on forever as far as spiritual say. There's everyone has different numbering systems for levels around the earth. The spirits in the in the book that talked to Reverend G. Valen said there's ten levels because there's seven levels, all the levels of heaven. But the fact is that there are distinct points. Now, what's the difference between a level? When you graduate from one level to another, you don't get just get a piece of paper saying, hey, you're ready for level four. No, you become transformed. You become less matter and more energy. Your ratio of energy to matter becomes higher. And therefore, when you become brighter because you're more energy and your amount of love, and there's love permutating the whole environment of the spirit world, it reflects and you look fuzzy. So if you're from level five, you come down to level four, you, you can look fuzzy to that person, now, unless you consciously try and make yourself more dense to fit in. And that's why a lot of people with near-death experiences see angels, because they're, they're bright, and they can barely see their face. And, but if they're on the same level as that angel, they look normal. So angels are us, just as demons and people call devils, they're us too, but in a more primitive form. Okay, uh, let's let question. Uh, the Renaissance world. Okay, question is, hi, I have a question. In spiritism, can you relive your life with different outcomes? A form of reincarnation by coming back to the life you just lived. And I, the answer I believe is no. Everything I've read, and people have asked me about this, they say, you know, can you live parallel lives? Can you live all your lives at the same time? And that's not how the spirit world wants us to grow. And, and I, it's a good question because really, it's kind of like playing a game. You get to a point that you get dead, right? You get killed and you go back where you were and you just keep playing the game until you know how to get through it. And don't we wish we could all do that? So, no, they're gonna, you're going to just have another life with, and you'll talk with different trials and tribulations. And But you won't, it's not like you're starting from zero, right? When you go to your next life, you retain things. You retain your conscience, right? Which is built up over time and your instincts. And therefore, Let's say in your last life, you drank yourself to death. Well, in your next life, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not touching alcohol. It's like my wife and I, neither one of us 
you know, we, we drink socially every so often, but we don't drink hardly anything. And neither of us ever smoked. Now, and just not because I'm just a, you know, different guy never like that. I think it's because in my previous lives, I made those, those, I made those mistakes, those, those bad decisions. And that instinct of saying, I'm not going to go there, stayed with me. That's what will stay with you. Spirits do not retrogress. Spirits do not go back. They retain all these, all these things. So th that's my answer for that. Now, uh, there's another good question. Now, okay, this is, <laughs> I want to come back as George Clooney. So do you really? Because, uh, because if you come back, let's say you come back as a really handsome person with talent or a beautiful uh, woman, and actually a beautiful woman's even more dangerous, right? Let's talk about a woman first of all. We want to come back as some gorgeous woman. That then you have all these advantages and you're given too much. And it can stunt your, your, uh, your spiritual growth. So if you can handle it, that could be a test. It's like being rich. It's like, um, I want to be, I want to come and be rich. Well, that's it. The spirits book tell us that's the hardest test. Because everyone's kissing up to you, and you have all these uh, um, opportunities to be mean to people because they'll still kiss up to you, right? So these they're dangerous. So be careful what you wish for. Uh, let me get another one here. Oh, so okay. So yes, and Anthony Pickerich explains it that way. And he goes, um, "Oops, no, I'm sorry." So we remember. Yes, you remember. You may not remember. It's more like you have an instinct. You don't remember specifically, although some people may do, right? But you, you, you have this instinct, so of what you've done in the past and how to stay out of it. So hopefully that will help a lot. Okay, those are excellent questions. I love people asking questions. Okay, let me get back to the where I was at. Uh, okay, other modalities of study and work that are due, in fact, ensure new means of evolution. However, only a very small percentage of individuals acquire access to these higher realms after death. Now, it's a very small percentage of individuals. Chico said there's like 30% of people will go to heaven after death. Oh, another question. So, so maybe that's why Mackenzie Scott gave money to charity. Well, I mean, people try to help, and that's a good thing to give money to charity. But um, it's also it's also easy, and the spirit world would rather have you, you know, give money to charity is good, but also is to really be charitable, be a nice person, and work on your work on your personality. That's the more important. Okay, I'll carry on. So, oh yeah, I said like there's a small percentage. Well, it's about thirty percent. It hopefully it goes up. I I would love to know what percentage of people went to heaven. Let's say at Jesus' Christ time, was it ten? Was it twenty? And then we could like chart, you know, how how the human race has been doing over time because people come back over and over again. And what the spirit books tell us that we'll really start. We'll really be, you know. Uh, 
plan of regeneration, I mean, not be, but really at the it start um, accelerating towards it when over 50% of the people are who go to heaven, right? Because then the majority of people will be nicer, more calm, loving, charitable, fraternal people, and that will influence the others. Right now, a little bit the opposite. I mean, look, look at modern culture. It's not influencing you very nicely. That's why I tell everybody, turn off the TV, don't watch news, don't watch any of that. They're all there to get you emotionally involved. Okay, let's carry on. The overwhelming majority are still tied to the ideologies, races and homelands and accomplishments, families and homes of the physical world. Yes, we still think that this is the most important thing. My race is the best. My country is the best, right? My city is the best. I hate everybody else. No, you're going to be born in life after life, different races, different cultures, different economic conditions, different religions, different genders. Don't. You know, try to love everybody. I know it's easy for me to say than do. Um, thus, when prominent artists realize that the schools they left behind on the planet are taking another course, they feel an irresistible urge to reincarnate in order to preserve or enrich the school's patrimonies. Eminent scientists interested in continuing the redemptive undertakings they left in the hands of others return to their endeavors and experiments in the human realm. And in the same missionary spirit, clerics and philosophers, teachers and leaders, men and women known for their praiseworthy aspirations, willingly return to the physical spheres to carry out sacred activities of assistance that will take them up the noble ladder of, of sublimation in their ascent towards the divine light. So these people still want to keep doing well. If they've done well, they keep wanting to do and, and carry on in helping other people. Therefore, we must understand that neither regeneration nor evolution is accomplished without a price. Progress may be compared to a mountain that we have to scale, enduring the obstacles and weariness of the climb. Similarly, recuperation or expiation may be seen as the same. Duly recapitulated, recapitulated ascent involving obstacles, traps, mirages, and briars we create for ourselves. However, if we are able to toil at honest work, we will not have to sweat and weep during our expiation. Furthermore, let us remember that not all current misfortunes are results of de debts from the past. Through prudence or imprudence, idleness or work, good or evil, we either improve or worsen our situation, realizing that each and every day, as we exert our will, we create new causes that reshape our destiny. And so, but now think about these people who have done good, right? who science and politicians and teachers. And then think about how the spirit world wants to guide us. They use these people as, as chess pieces. They've gotten off the board, now they're putting them back on the board, and they put them in different countries and different positions of power to help that country or institution to be better. That's how the spirit world will, move, will, will guide the earth, right? Think about that, how powerful that is. Okay, next section. The, the particular particularities of reincarnation. One may rightly ask if there is an invariable technique involved in the process of reincarnation. This is like asking if the process of death is the same for everyone. This, despite the fact that birth and death seem the same for everybody, each reincarnating spirit presents essential particularities as it takes on a new body in the physical sphere. 
just as each individual displays different characteristics when he or she surrenders to the, liber to the liberating processes of death. High order spirits have a subtle connection with the material mind that is offering them shelter and thus can nearly always shape, often with the collaboration of instructors from the greater world, the body in which they will continue their future experiences, intervening in the essential chromosomes in the light of tasks they need to carry out. Do you remember that? In fact, it's been said, and I talk about this in my book, is if you're going to come back as this wonderful surgeon, right, this physician, this doctor who's going to really help other people, you're going to have a set of parents with a pretty good set of DNA. But then that DNA is also even going to be further modified by either your mind or other spirit assistances and say, okay, we're going to make this guy with, you know, nerves of steel and calmness, right? And we're going to increase these talents in this person. So, yes, there's hereditary involved, but also they, they can do things. Now, Carry on. In most cases, however, low-order spirits, on the other hand, suffering from tyrannicizing monadism, entered into what means that they're into this one thought process. Enter into a fluidic symbiosis with a female organization that will receive them. Experiencing the emaciation of the spiritual body are the phenomenon of overdivisation. That means when they, they kind of lose the perispiritual body and they're just this, they're still a spirit, but they're they're, there's not much there. They're in this loop going over and over the same thing. Their poor personalities are not very developed. They are irresistibly attracted to the uterine vessel under circumstances that are suitable for their reincarnation. The spirit world said, not to go in there. Their forms are entirely dependent on hereditary, just as in the case with the seed, which after disconnecting from the dried fruit, germinates in the ground according to the organic genetic, genetic principles as soon as conditions are favorable. Between these two orders of spirits, however, there are millions of average spirits, bearers of appreciable credits and numerous debts, and whose reincarnation requires careful preparation and foresight. Next section is reduction of the spiritual body. Thus, institutions for anatomical sculpting operate in the spirit realm, chiseling diverse forms in order to guide the charge or preconfigurations of the endeavor that reincarnating spirits will be responsible for later on. Bodies, limbs, organs, fibers, and cells are sketched out and studied there before earthly materialization, earthly rematerialization even begins. Because in cases where the soul oscillates between merit and demerit, reincarnation remains under the auspices of the authorities and servants of spiritual justice, who meet out resources to each student of spiritual growth according to the edifying task included in his or her curriculum. Now, in one of the books by Andre Louise, it starts with No Solar, I recommend you get that one first. They talk about a reincarnation pavilion. And he's there, and his books are wonderful because he goes to all these different places and he has these spirit leaders, they tell him how these things work. And they're looking at a, a body and it, sh it shows every, all the internal organs and it shows you what it looks on externally. And this woman's there looking at her body. She goes, nah, goes, uh, you're making me too beautiful. I don't, I don't want to be too beautiful. I have spiritual things I want to take care of in the earthly life. And if I'm too beautiful, I'm going to have people jealous of me. I'm going to be given too many things. No. You know, let, let, tone this down. So if you were this good spirit and you, you don't like the way you look, well, you decided that. 
You decided that for a reason, so think about that. And, it's, and of course, we all know how people who are too handsome, too beautiful, uh, it can be tough for them. Of course, you think, oh, I want to be like that. Huh? But being given everything, I mean, and it, it can be spiritually detrimental. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, you know, you're mostly your body, if you're from heaven, if you're a good person, you probably were part and parcel of deciding what you look what you look like right now. And you've also probably decided what major illnesses you're gonna have. Minor ones that they're like, you know, colds and stuff like that. But you know, other things, major illnesses, you probably plan those out for different reasons. Okay, let's carry on. Hence. Candidates for reincarnation who are not evolved enough to supervise it under their own discernment, those in the lower zone, but who are far from their primitive backward state that would make them complete slaves to physical inheritance, are admitted to hospital institutions where a discarnate magnetizer sufficiently competent to their inner worthiness apply soothing fluids to these incarnating spirits. Depending on their moral evolution, these fluids enable them to sleep for variable periods of time, so that based on sleep therapy, the psychosomatic principles may adapt to the reduction process. Reduction process is getting you ready to go into that room, room right? Because that spirit, Henri Louise, I can kind of describe it, it. The spirit kind of puts it into a mollusk, right? And it, it wraps it around the mother and then just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's in that fertilized egg. Pretty cool. Um, Consequently, they return to the human cradle under specific conditions. In turn, in a new body like a worker possessing virtues and defects, to whom a new work uniform and a new opportunity is given. That's exactly what he said. This is a work uniform, this physical body. The physical body. Providing wisdom, provident wisdom, brings father and mother, race and home, and home and blood kin together, so that the reincarnating spirit does not lack the means it needs to succeed in its new endeavor. In possession of experiences acquired in the past, which emerge in the form of tendencies and impulses, the spirit receives a completely new physical body and temporary, but not complete forgetfulness of former lifetimes. In this body, it will face favorable or unfavorable conditions, circumstances on the pathway it must travel to proceed on its double task or to rectify the lessons in which it failed. According to these guidelines, it will not always be normally integrated into a situation in which its mental life and semantic field are aligned in ideal synergy. Meaning, things may not be as good as you wish. You may be given tough situations. Sometimes it will have to endure beneficial deformities and infirmities, inhibitions, and unavoidable organic difficulties. Because from learning experience to learning experience and from task to task, like a student going from grade to grade for the achievement of greater educational goals, it will rise victoriously in its ascent to heavenly immortality. So, that's a very good ex explanation, a very good chapter. Uh, and it went through a lot of important things. So, look, in summary, we go through trials and tribulations. Our body is not random. It, you know, if you're more of a primitive spirit uh, and you're, you, you work into, uh, you know, it may be that they, they knew where they put you in there, right? They, mother and father. And there is a type of hierarchy. And let me explain. So if you're in a position of 
uh, I want to say power, but maybe influence, influence the culture, influence major guiding decisions of the earth around you. You're going to, you're going to be put in that position with, with careful guidance and your plans would be pretty well planned out and your guardian angel is going to be very close and you're probably a team of people around you. I remember one time I was at work and we had a talk, um, by the ex-prime minister of, of Britain. And I was named this one on my mind. Tony Blair. And I was sitting like, like the second seat from the front. And I, I have the ability to kind of feel when spirits around me. I'm not a medium or anything, but I can feel like the tingling in my arms. And I didn't feel anything. I was just, you know, the, the, the first person came up, introduced him, and then he walked on stage. I could feel spirits surrounding this guy. This guy was not, this guy was not without his retinue of, of guidance. Um, so these, as I was saying before, these people are picked for reasons, right? And they're, and they have their attributes or, the, you know, whatever for reasons. And they've been given opportunities to succeed. Some of them don't, even though they're there because they have their own free will. And in fact, even in the spirit world, they'll tell us in, in the Henri Luis books is that the vast majority of people do not complete their tasks. They're, they, they're, they're assigned mission on earth is usually a failure because of bad decisions. Hopefully some people are successful. And as people get experience and, and they're incarnated over and over again, and some of them are successful, then they'll go to success, success and more success, right? They'll, they'll build upon it. Like a, a soldier in battle, the first battle or two that's like, I don't know what to do, then they'll get better and better. Um, yeah, so here's, I sense dark entities around my parents. I don't know how your parents are, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you and it could be they're trying to influence and yeah, they never, and the guy says, yeah, because they never smile or laugh. Right. And yeah, that's, that's, you know, and you may be that person who was sent to help them. There's instances where, where spirits, uh, their children were sent to actually help their parents, not the other way around, um, to, to spiritually advance. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, that, that there's a lot of different situations on that. And if you sense that, I, I, I believe that. I think that's real. And um, you can help them maybe introduce spiritism or spirituality and tell them they need to kind of lift their eyes up but if they're completely caught into materialism, uh, it's tough. Um, and but you can all you can do is try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You you made a uh, uh, you know at least a try. Yeah, you're the black sheep too. <laughs> yeah, you might be the the white sheep in amongst. But hard to know. It's it, you. You probably you be uh, your past life and. You look most probably you've had a relationship with this whole family, and um, and they uh, 
No, they don't take me seriously is what uh, Glow Green said. Yeah, uh, you've had a relationship with this whole family. And there's, there's a dynamic there that you do not know the root cause of. And either, you know, maybe you're there to help or you're just there to be nice to each other. Because remember, the spirit world does not like unresolved conflicts. If you have, you know, someone you hate or something like that, you might be born into the same family. That's, it's happened. Um, you know, where someone did something bad to someone and then they, you know, these two guys were born as brothers. Ours, one guy and um, was just in love with this woman who was a married woman and he tried to take her away from her husband and she's like, no. Nah. But he was obsessed with her. Well, he might be born as her son so we can learn the concept of, of uh, motherly love, right? Instead of, you know, just this desire. So there's all sorts of things that happen and um, who knows? It's, it's interesting. All you can do is try to be nice and kind of be a, a light of, of love and charity and fraternity for people at these times. Okay. Well, I'm really happy people asked me as many questions as they did. Feel free. Uh, please hit the like button. Subscribe. Oh, wait. I want to show this. A psychic told me my karma is with my mom. Yeah, so there was some, there was some connection. So when they say karma, I mean there's some connection between you and some past life. And so there's a reason. And your relationship with your mom, who knows? In fact, that's why that's why sometimes in a family, let's say I want to talk about this, like a son who who tried to take this woman away, right? And then he's born as as her son. Well, sometimes the son can say, he never liked his father, but always loved his mother, right? And that's because that past karmic connection, or vice versa. The daughter who tried to take away the, uh, the husband of another woman, she was born as their daughter, but she hated her mother, but always loved her father, right? But at least it's a fatherly love, you know, godly love. But you see these, these uh, dynamics within a family. There, there's, there's reasons. There's, there's reasons for these. So, yeah, so there's something, there's something going on there. Okay. I'm past my time. So again, thank you, everyone. Please subscribe. Please share this video if you, if you like. And um, go to my site, nwspiritism.com. And for those interested in, um, in spiritism who haven't done this yet, there I have, let me bring this up before I get out. Oh, wrong way. I'm always doing the wrong way here. I have spiritism. 101 the third revelation and that is in pdf so it doesn't cost you anything of course i have it in kindle paperback in an audible form but it's downloadable in pdf i also have um i also have uh the spirits book in audible form you can download it in audible form it's also on my youtube channel it's in the playlist called spirits book it's got every chapter it's in audible form, so you can go through that. Everyone has different ways of learning. I just try to put this on the table, and you can pick it up off the table as you like. Anyway, I want to say good night, and God bless to, God bless to all of you. God bless.